0: Yeah, El, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. Um, I'm really excited to learn more about the real estate work that you're doing, um, work with blockchain, and uh, I know these are all really hot topics right now. So I'm really excited to learn uh, more about that. Um, But before we get into all of those things, tell me a little bit about your background and how you sort of came into this, uh, this world.
1: Thank you, Daval, for having me. It's really uh, uh, it's a great pleasure to talk to you today. So my story starts on Wall Street and where I started working at the age of 19 at a broker dealer as an analyst. Then I moved to Israel and uh, did m and private equity financial engineering for a number of years. I did private and public offerings uh, for companies uh, as an analyst, as a, as a writer. So you know with all of all of that background in finance um I you know wanted to become an investor myself at a certain point um and I asked my uh the, my boss at the financial engineering firm you know can can part of my salary be put in you know in one of the funds that I am structuring you know <laughs> um, and the answer was no, you know you're not an accredited investor, even with all that knowledge you know you can't can't invest so that 's when I realized, wow, you know most people are cut off from the best financial products out there, and uh, you know part of our products was real estate real estate funds and and so you know I wanted to to see how I can go in and invest, and I realized the space is so limited uh, for for so many people, uh, first of all, you need a lot of money to invest, you need to have um, Um, access to you know to these products and finally your money is stuck for it for many many years in just one project so that was kind of my realization of the problem for the first time. Um, I I moved to the blockchain space uh, kind of by accident you know I started doing startups of my own um, maybe uh, seven eight years back in fintech and um, in 2017 somebody asked me you know why aren't you doing this on blockchain You know, it's kind of every once in a while people hear about things and, and, you know, technologies that are popular at the time and they're asked, why aren't you doing this on blank? You know, and then I looked it up and I was like, wow, this is so fascinating. Uh, You know, and I'd heard about Bitcoin at that point, but I didn't really uh, get into the tech behind it. And the tech behind it fascinated me because I realized you know, being in finance for so long and then at the same time understanding how many people are cut off from, uh, from wealth and from being able to, um, you know, to maintain wealth or to create it. And I was like, wow, this is something that enables everybody to be their own bank and everybody to, you know, uh, choose their own products and transact. And I was like, I just had this breakthrough um and you know so once i i kind of put the two together and i was like wow, blockchain and real estate that could be super powerful and and so in 2018 i was consulting governments and um banks and uh, um, regulated institutions you know about using blockchain and then i decided okay it's time to do a startup again and i started something similar to solid block and i started looking at the, at the field and, and use cases, and uh, Aspen Coin, the issuance of the uh, first commercial real estate um, tokenized project came about, and I, I heard about it, uh, and uh, and I uh, looked at the CEO of Solid Block, you know, I was looking for Solid Block, the tech company behind the project, and I found Yuval, my now co-founder, you know, and uh, we joined forces. So that's that's basically how it came about. And I'd love to give you, you know, a little bit of the story behind uh, Yuval's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Yuval, um, he immigrated to Israel from the U.S. as well. So, um, but he's born and raised in America. And I'm actually a Ukrainian. I was I was oh, born yeah. in the Soviet Union, which is you know, if we want to go all the way back there, and my story, <laughs> you know, in this extremely centralized economy and standing in line for butter at the age of seven and taking out this money that was completely worthless that's like a whole you know we have a whole other hour i can talk (laughs) about that you know and and that's another reason why crypto is just so fascinating to me because i know that this you know paper or money is 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 not, not right so um, but Yuval had an IT company creating products, uh, you know, for companies and getting into the internet early on and um, also getting into blockchain early on, uh, setting up a mining rig or getting into crypto first and kind of arriving to blockchain as the tech that companies were building on. Um, and uh, so in 2017, there was this, you know, big uh, crypto boom uh, where, Companies realized that you can raise money with uh, with this tool, but the regulation hasn't caught on. So it created a massive hype, and then when you see that in the market, you realize something is off and something is going to happen. So of course, um, everything collapsed. You know, as the regulators came cracking down. So then came. 2017, where crypto was, uh, you know, was really hyped up and companies realized they can start raising money with this tool and they were, they were using it to, uh, you know, essentially without regulation and then regulation caught up with them. And a lot of people realized, a lot of people like Yuval, also like myself, um, realized that this, uh, very soon the market is going to come back and ask for the same solution, but in the regulated and compliant manner. So Yuval had this, you know, uh, vision, I guess, and and set up a company that will um, that will tokenize or that will uh, provide this service for real estate space, and um, you know that he set he set up Solid Block early 2018, and then uh, Elevated Returns, the company that issued the Aspen Coin um, in 2018. um, reached out to him. And so, uh, you know, and he was one of the very, very early companies that were set up. And so we ended up doing the project. So that was, you know, a premonition that you have uh, a few times in a lifetime, sometimes once in a lifetime.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. That kind of is responsible for our traction of solid block.
0: Fantastic. And th- that, that was definitely interesting times. I remember that this was, um, Bitcoin had hit, uh, you know, I think something like twenty thousand for the first time, and then had crashed back down to, you know, four or five thousand. Um, and I know Ethereum, uh, the network that you are on, uh, was probably in the same range yeah. as far as the percentage drop. So uh, that was definitely interesting times, uh, and and to see the opportunity and be able to seize it, I think, is it w- fantastic. Uh, so, tell me about that first project. How that came about? Um, you know, you talked about uh, the Aspen project. Um, what that entailed, and uh, how you guys sort of executed on that project.
1: So, first of, first of all, the the property itself, the Aspen Ski Resort. You know, it's kind of a famous um, you know property that every everybody who skis knows that for sure, but also people mm-hmm. in real estate know it. So they needed uh, to do a recap, Um, and that's a $200 million property. Uh, Half of it is mortgaged to J.P. Morgan. So, you know, the owners had a choice. They wanted, you know, they could do, initially they wanted to do an IPO. They wanted to do a public REIT. When they got a, you know, a check uh, in the mail, I guess, or at least an estimate of the costs where it would cost them over $2 million, they backed out. And so they, they um, you know, there's not a good tool out there or there was not a good tool, which allows some of the partners or some of the investors to cash out while leaving the other ones on, right? Um, you, you can't really sell real estate partially, like parts of real estate or fractionally right now, efficiently, yep. right? So then they, somebody told them about tokenization, about blockchain, And then they're like wow we can actually you know uh do a recap through uh recap recapitalization through through tokenization essentially so we're going to leverage uh we're going to leverage our real estate and we're going to get some cash and you know and let some of the investors uh, exit early so what a concept right and um so so that's essentially what we did and the way you do this um because right now you can't, own, you cannot record ownership of the asset directly, you know, on your ledger in, in the U.S., um, in other countries uh, in Europe you can already, but right now in the U.S. you cannot. So the, the tool that we have to play with is a special purpose vehicle that owns a part of the asset. So that's exactly what we did. Um, there was a special purpose vehicle created. Uh, it owned 19.5 uh, percent of the asset. Why 19.5? Because the bank, JP Morgan, did not agree. From, well, did not basically. They said it's okay to tokenize as long as it doesn't exceed 20 percent of the equity. So we did yeah. 19. Yeah, but there was so much demand for this asset. Like if we tokenized 50 or 75, you know, it would have been bought. Uh, right. I know because people were still reaching out to us even, you know, a year after <laughs> to buy it. Um so uh so basically SPV was created, it it held nineteen percent or it still holds nineteen percent nineteen and a half percent of the asset. Now um that SPV has to of course have a private placement memorandum, which is basically a, a business plan plus some legal terms. Um and um that besides that um it, it has a, a smart contract, so we developed a smart contract, which is a blockchain tool that connects the investor to the asset. It outlines the terms of the agreement for the investor and it outlines security rules for when and how it can be traded. That smart contract is essential to trade in the secondary market so once the was the coin was issued, um, it was issued at a dollar dollar per uh, Per share, there was a number of a number of these digital securities, and um, you know it it was uh, sold for a dollar. And when it was listed, it was listed at a dollar thirty, dollars uh, oh, wow. thirty cents. Yeah, because first of all, the 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 hotel was doing amazing, uh, or the ski resort was doing amazing. By the time it was listed, it was listed a, a little bit of, uh, after a year. Uh, there is a one year lockup uh, as per the U.S. regulation between the issuance and the listing. But it's important to understand the role of the smart contract. The smart contract is what allows individuals to trade directly peer-to-peer, not through, uh, you don't have to actually use an ATS on an exchange or a listing. If you hold Aspen coin, you can actually trade with anyone else who has uh, Ethereum compliant wallet. Uh, there is one caveat, um, there is a what's called a, um, a whitelist or security uh, list um, where and any new investor has to pass through KYC, AML, and, the, and sometimes accreditation, depending on the stage, uh, in the primary stage mainly, and then they get on this list, um, and then they're, they're going to be able to trade. So once they get on the list, which is usually the, the process of getting on the list, is done through platforms like SolidBlock. And then uh, they can trade directly the union Exchange, but of course, exchange makes it much more accessible, right, to right. many individuals who are already signed up. So it was listed on um, an ATS automated trading system called T Zero, uh, and still there, um, listed there, is doing well. I think the price has gone down a little bit just in the last month or so, because I think they probably had an annual return from last year, which. You know, wasn't a fantastic year for hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's that kind of completes the story of the Aspen Coin. Unless you have some more questions about
0: it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have a ton of questions. Um, yeah. So you you started in uh, twenty uh, seventeen or eighteen with the Aspen Coin project.
1: Yeah, 2018. eighteen.
0: Um, and it takes. There's a one one year lockup. So you started in 18, but you literally uh, it, it went live in 2019. Is that correct? Yeah, it went uh, it went live.
1: Uh, I think in late 2019, or maybe uh, yeah, late
0: 2019. Exactly. Wow, well, what a, what a time for a hotel like that, right? <laughs> Just before the pandemic. Um, what was that uh, process like, where you were actually developing the platform? Um, was, was all of that work internal Were you guys hiring, um, you know, uh, people to actually build out the solid block platform.
1: Actually, well, let me correct myself. I think it actually went in, in 2020, went live, it went light oh, wow. okay. in the middle of the pandemic. And what was interesting about it is that the issuer was, or, you know, the, the resort was using it as a tool to bring customers. They were saying, you know, anybody who owns the, the securities of AspenCoin can come and get special privileges or maybe free stays and things like that. So it's, wow, uh, okay. yeah, it's also it's also very interesting because you can stay in a hotel and, um, you know, as an owner, a <laughs> yeah. partner and, you know, benefit your own your own ownership uh, and share its value. Um, so in terms of who we had, yeah, Yuval was running the show at that time. And he definitely hired a team of friends. I think he brought in, you know, you kind of have, when you're an entrepreneur and you have like several startups, you meet a bunch of people and you're like, I hope to work with them again. So, and then the time comes and then you tell every, you gather everybody around and say, this is the your time to shine, right? So yeah. that's, I think that, that, that was pretty much the case. So he, he, he hired a bunch of friends to, to build it out.
0: So. fantastic fantastic and and since then how has the downturn affected you you know uh, obviously uh, commercial real estate has taken a pretty significant hit um because no one's traveling no one's using the hotels and things of that nature yeah. um how how has uh, SolidCoin, uh sort of gone through 2020
1: yeah so in 20 so you know a lot of companies took 2020 to slow down and restructure and and kind of do uh, strategy and building. So we also did the same, right? So we, we also looked at the commercial real estate and we said, wow, nobody's buying it right now. Let's wait a little bit with the commercial real estate. So uh, at that time, we, we actually onboarded some clients in the, in the residential space. We now have a uh, um, London uh, digital bonds project where which invests in single-family residential, um, products um, and then you know does a fix and flip So it's a very interesting model so we created that model um, and um, so we're launching that token in the next few weeks so and we started working seriously on on uh, on process and structuring and and we developed the marketplace so before 2020 we basically were uh doing project by project you know aspen coin has a separate kind of Um, landing page and onboarding so what we did we actually developed the marketplace in 2020 and we created i think upwards of 30 partnerships with uh, brokers and uh, distributors and um, crowdfunding platforms um, secondary market platforms so we were we were heavy on biz dev and we realized we could do this online (laughs) and not travel anywhere so and then that yeah, that that was super interesting, the whole dynamic, because people were open to doing that and now are much more open to doing that. Um, so, yeah, so that was the 2020. We managed to raise, um, you know, money from our, our lead investor built-up ventures right before COVID. So we're, you know, very lucky with that. And then during 2020, you know, we went back to the investors who were supposed to follow on and they're like, we don't know what's going to happen, so we're going to hold on to our money. Um, so, so we stopped fundraising and we just focused on um, on getting these partnerships and the platform up and running.
0: Okay. So, so far, besides the Aspen uh, Coin uh, that you started with, have you released any any additional investments uh, to the public?
1: So, actually, no. We're now um, uh, getting our our first after the Aspen one the digital bonds. Um, we're going to work with a crowdfunding platform. We're getting um, the last requirements. So I want to do the first use case where it's truly available to everyone, not only accredited, but also mm-hmm. retail investors. So we're, we're getting our last, you know, uh, um, basically the, uh, the last bits together to launch it on the crowdfunding along with, uh, uh, with our platform for accredited um, and after, shortly after, we're launching another uh, coin for a hotel, for a, um, for a Best Western hotel. And um, yeah, hotels are coming back to life. It's amazing. The market is uh, very, very interesting for hotels. They're being bought, you know, distressed hotels are being bought left and right. People are, you know, hungry for travel again. I think it, it, this industry is going to surprise everybody
0: this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> uh,
1: I know a lot of people are planning to travel, you
0: know, once things open back up. Um, now, let me ask you this. Uh, you're, you're obviously talking to a lot of different clients, you know, multifamily hotels, etc. Um, what are the expectations when they are looking at this route versus the standard read, uh, route um, that uh, founders have taken in the past? Or is, is there a different type of conversation there?
1: So people are so hungry for new solutions, and so they're reaching out to us. We're getting so many inbound calls from people uh, of all walks of life, right? Hotels particularly, and also last year, because last year was very tough for hotels. Now. Uh, but this year, we're actually starting to look at them. By the way, things already turned around in Israel, where I live you know uh, um the, the feeling is that there is no COVID. although you know i i feel i feel like something is coming you know it's not it's not over yet but you know everything has reopened and i don't think i've ever stayed on hotels so much in my life as much as i wow. have in the last two months <laughs> so it's like um uh it's, it's very interesting i think i think that people have missed that and and the, they're, gonna, they're gonna start going everywhere so um yeah but when when we get these calls you know uh, obviously the the sense is that they need access to additional groups of uh, uh of uh investors right people are looking for ways to attract retail without so much regulation kind of like SPAC is kind of going ar- around the ipo tokenization is um is uh, using kind of this uh, reduced regulation to, to reach certain groups of investors, which I think is great. It gives an opportunity for smaller smaller projects to uh, get financed. Now, you mentioned REITs, uh, and REITs um, are a great tool for many investors, and they, you know, but they're, they're public REITs and private REITs. Public REITs offer very limited advantages. You know, you don't get this, you know, this, uh, early on type of returns, right? When you're mm-hmm. looking for 20% annual I, in, uh, internal rate of return, for example, for, for new development projects, you know, you only get this in a private placement. You could get this in a private REIT. But, um, private REIT, the issue of the private REIT is that uh, obviously you have to pay fees to, for professional managers uh, but also, private read, if you want to cash out, you also have to uh, accept the price that's not set by the market, it's set by the mm-hmm. business. And in our model, the market decides and you will see how in just from the sheer fact of going public, uh, like the Aspen coin when public, went up by 30%. There is a 20-30% liquidity premium when something when wow. goes public just because it becomes more available so you know that it has much higher demand um so so that's one thing and then we'll see a lot of institutions jumping on board to to, to get this new revenue model where you can actually invest smaller amounts even for institutions that usually mm-hmm. find the whole project right 20 30 50 million dollars they could put in a little less money with a in a shorter periods of time and they can cash out by selling to other institutions or other uh, individuals actually when when it goes public. Um, So that's a new business model for this market and, and they're understanding it now and that's why they're investing in tokenization so heavily, you know, like eight major, at least eight major banks invested in tokenization solutions in the last year or two. A few of them issued tokenized bonds, you know, just, from looking at that, we know that we're in the right industry because you know it's it's just one minute away from going mainstream, and when it's and when it goes mainstream, it's it's way too late, right? So yeah, for for so, me to start.
0: So uh, that, let's talk about that thirty percent premium uh, when uh, when the coin was listed uh, because that that's that's a you know a thirty uh, percent. Uh, return on a commercial real estate property is unheard of, right? Even in development, it's, it's tough to yeah. get. On the yielding commercial, by the way, that
1: doesn't include dividends, right? So they receive right, exactly and dividends additionally. yeah. So, so it, is that
0: now, is that the expectations that, uh, instead of going the traditional reed route, if you go the coin route, your assets are going to uh, get that 20 to 30%, uh, premium just because you're introducing liquidity into the equation?
1: Yes, I believe so. And uh, I did some research in general on non tokenized projects. Let's say you have a shopping mall and it becomes a part of a REIT. The value goes up even, you know, obviously not the value. There's no trading a private REIT. But if you look at the valuation, you know, appraisal, traditional appraisal, it will go up by 20, 30 percent. Oh, as well right because now right. it's become more available it becomes more more available um just like you know your real estate becomes more valuable when you have a subway station built next to it because you know there's much more demand for that right. real estate it's, it's very you know it's a, it's a similar way like you have this new avenue to buy this real estate, which is, uh, you know, it becomes much more accessible, demand goes up, price goes up. It's very simple. Um, and um, so so we're gonna start seeing that type of thing uh, happening happening more and more. And, and you see this in IPOs as well, right? Initially the price goes way up yeah. and then it's, uh, it, might, it might go a little bit down. But with real estate, um, there's not too much fluctuation that's expected, not more than 30%, -hmm. um, because you always have this value, which is the NAV, the net asset value, or Mm -hmm. initially the issue, the asset, it's the appraisal of the asset. And then afterwards, of course, you have other considerations, you know, revenues and things like
0: that. So how big is this market? Let's say, you know, I'm an investor. I'm looking for commercial real estate. um, I would like to stay liquid. If I did go on the Ethereum uh, network, How many properties are available right now? Give us a sense of the universe, right? now.
1: So there's not a lot of real estate available. There are many, many equity products available and funds. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of real estate. Real estate is a very different animal. It's a, a, it requires a lot of understanding of the market. So right now I think there are about five or six uh, products that you can buy on the secondary market. There are many, many products that you can buy in a primary and if you're an institution now. So, mm-hmm. you know, those, those get available all, all the time. All through, you know, for the last three years, there's been around three to five billion dollars issued in real estate to institutions, and they didn't go public on exchanges um, for various oh, reasons. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, they didn't go public. They keep, uh, you know, they basically keep over the counter trading. Uh, for institutions, maybe for accredited investors. So um, there are various reasons for that. One is was the high cost of listing, and also the low low liquidity on the exchanges as they were building up. Now the liquidity is going up. Uh, we see a lot of trading on C zero where asking coin is listed. We see a lot of trading uh, happening. Five to ten percent of the volume for the asking coin is trading monthly. That's a good thing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, so uh, I, I predict that by the end of the year we'll see a significant number of projects listed um, on, on exchanges and traded.
0: Okay, um, so I know, you know, we, can, we know uh, what real estate has done in the private market or even for REITs for that matter. Give us a sense of where the Aspen coin is today. Initially you said it had a 30% premium. Has yeah. it settled back into a, a more sort of closer yeah. to that now?
1: No, no, it's now at the 20% premium. I think last time I checked. Okay. No, I'll check again for us right now. But <laughs> was, I think the reason it went down, number one, um, yeah, I think just there, there was an annual report <laughs> out uh, for 2020 yeah. and people are, and people just were not confident. Uh, in hotels in that industry anymore. Um, okay. so that's, that's why, but I think it will once things pick up, it will go back
0: up. Absolutely. Okay. Um, also, uh, I the initial offering you said was a little over, uh, you know, little less than twenty percent. So I'm guessing it was in the in the forty million range. Um, uh, have you done? Have you? Has there been any conversations about follow-on offerings to increase that percentage amount?
1: yes, um absolutely, sorry, <laughs> I was looking up the price I was looking at the price, okay, and, uh, and it's uh yeah, it's really fluctuating at around twenty five It's sitting at around twenty five but it went down slightly just uh a few days ago to fifteen um oh, sorry wow. okay. <laughs> Yeah,
0: can you repeat the question? Uh, no, uh, so I was just trying to get a sense of what the uh, institutional reaction was to the listing. So you, initially I said, yeah, I think you said a uh, little less than 20% offering. So uh, in just rough calculations, if the NAV was about 200 million, I'm guessing the initial offering was about 40 million. Um, has there been any conversations to increase that 40 million? Uh, do that the type. institutions now feel comfortable with this uh, kind of offering?
1: I understand, so yeah that the two hundred million was the the overall equity and mortgage um so so it was eighteen million tokenized And okay. uh, I don't think there was I don't know if there was any discussion because right now you know um, we can probably contact uh, um, the elevated returns and see um, see if they if they contacted. I'm sure I'm sure that they could. If they wanted to, I'm sure that they could, you know. I, th- I think that the bank is is not going to be against it, um, especially because JP Morgan now is like it's so many things have changed. Like in the last three years, a huge crypto, huge uh, banks jumped into crypto. Right. JP mm-hmm. Morgan yep. well. I think that they, they definitely would be more comfortable.
0: Okay, fantastic. So um, give us a sense of um, I, I think I have a pretty good understanding of where you are today. Um, what's the next 12 months, 18 months, um, as things start to open back up and commercial real estate valuations get back to more normal levels? Um, what are you guys hoping to achieve with Solid Block?
1: So we are, you know, right now we are one of the most recognized brands in the market, but we want to be the top uh, real estate investment, investment bank using digital securities for, uh, you know, as a medium, (laughs) as a medium of uh, investment and exchange, right? So um, in in order to get there, we're, you know, we're issuing a few more coins and creating these solid relationships, um, you know, improving our marketplace in terms of tech. And um, with this next uh, round that we're raising and that we're, you know, about to close, Um, we are going to bring a large number of users to our marketplace as well so that we can uh, provide, uh, you know, fundraising services as well.
0: Got it. And and do you expect the focus to remain on um, the coins, you know, the private offerings, or do you expect it to shift to more crowdfunding? You mentioned those crowdfunding platforms also. Um, Where do you expect the majority of your focus to be?
1: That's a fantastic question. So, we are waiting for the regulation to catch up. There is um, a regulation called Reg A. Plus. It's very similar to a public offering, but with lesser requirements. Um, so far, a few companies are waiting for the approval. I think there were you can say, elections got in the way. Um, so, once we see a project approved for that regulation, you can raise up to 70, $75 million. So, that's going to also let the market fly right um very very attractive so we're waiting for that as well right now we are using crowdfunding route for up to 5 million dollars in raise um, and um yeah so 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 i think it's going to open up you know for retail investors as well through reg plus this initial initial private stage and in any case in the secondary stage it's open to retail already on the right. on the system so you know we can say that, um, you know, there will be a premium, of course, for the, for, for the secondary stage. So it's not necessarily improving access to, to you know, the best value uh, to retail investors. So that's why we're also, you know, uh, working on getting everybody in at the primary stage.
0: Got it, got it. And, and um, the 5 million that you mentioned on the crowdfunding platforms, is that a limit that's set Per project, or uh, yeah. tell me a little that's bit more about them.
1: That's per year per project. That's by you know For the SEC regulation.
0: Got it. So if you had a larger project, you'd have to go on the private end anyway uh, to yeah, raise the additional private,
1: or you we will do what's called a reg- regulation A plus. That's an uh, an exemption mm-hmm. that that's similar to going public but with less uh, stringent. Uh, um,
0: requirements yeah got it okay perfect um so how, just to get a sense of you know what your capabilities are how many projects can you actually execute on over the next 12 months
1: so we're planning to execute another 10 projects 10 yeah
0: wow okay uh, that's very ambitious the,
1: the pipeline. yeah we have the we have all the projects in the pipeline where you know, uh, we have to finish the race so we can uh, hire a few more people to execute. But once, once we have a project in each category, you know, commercial, multifamily, residential, we have, you know, debt offering, we have equity offering. Once we have a project of each type, it's e- easier for us to replicate the new ones.
0: Got it. So. Got it. Um, and, and just to get an understanding, we don't have to go too far into detail on this, but Solid Block does it normally just collect a fee, similar to if a if an investment bank helped you go, you know, file your IPO, did uh, collect a fee? Is that the model, or do you plan to take equity in these investments and then sort of ho- hope that that equity grows over time?
1: Right. So we have onboarding fees, so as an investment bank would as well. And mm-hmm. we have a transaction fee that's similar to PayPal um, or, you know, credit card fee. So that's, that's, our, that's our model, right? And then it. once it goes to trading, we'll also have um, a fee on top of the trading fee, kind of a fraction of the trading fee. Got
0: it. Okay. Fantastic. So now I sort of understand the business model and understand what you're trying to achieve what do you see as the ultimate goal where where are you hoping to take this is this going to be the next uh goldman sachs uh
1: well in the in the next term in the next let's say three four years yes but then in year five six hopefully before we exit will be the global nasdaq rather for real Mm. estate right so at by that point we'll get our um, exchange our own exchange and also build a network of exchanges rather right so that's what we're planning to do we're building an exchange interoperability solution so that we can put our products on multiple exchanges in the world and create like one global uh advanced very advanced uh trading uh trading platform so you know liquidity should be global there's no reason why people or stocks should be traded in silos. Um, you know, the whole thing about New York Stock Exchange or Chicago Stock Exchange, Toronto, it's lost its meaning in general because you're not, you know, people are not sitting there on the phone and trading anymore through their brokers a specific city. So there is no reason to have that and we can have a global network. Yes, each exchange brings their own audience. That's fantastic. You know, so, so, but, for us, it's an opportunity to to create a, a you know cross jurisdiction play and you know create a lot of a lot more liquidity in the market.
0: Absolutely, especially when you're on the blockchain network, um, you can be anywhere in the world, and it really uh, doesn't matter um, you know how or who can trade those uh, those, those uh, coins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing this story with us. Uh, SolidBlock is doing something that's so unique that uh, I really haven't seen. And I really love this take on, um, uh, you know, on blockchain and uh, how you're sort of, uh, uh, making commercial real estate which is one of the most illiquid asset classes you're making that liquid so uh, i really appreciated learning about um, your uh, your business uh any final thoughts
1: yes so imagine the possibilities right so imagine back in the beginning of the century when banks started you know uh, forming consumer consumer banks and consumer products with a bank, right? You you now have money sitting in the bank. So you can have other products like credit cards and mortgages, and you can invest in securities, right? Through your bank. So imagine the same possibilities when did when real estate becomes digital and fractionalized. So it's much more easily collateralized. Now imagine the whole loan market, right? The lending market opening up to people who hold the token. So that creates opportunities for those who cannot buy real estate, right? There are a lot of people that are unbanked in the world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at at least 2 billion people, right? They can now hold some real estate through tokens and then go out and get a loan against it and start building their own business or building their life. So that creates opportunities. Um, Beyond that, all the derivatives and and ETFs and indices and things like that, right, of real estate, you can create your own REIT, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? basically be your own investment bank, right? And then you can use these, you know, uh, tokens as, as a tool for so many things. So, yep. you know, not, naturally we're developing some of these tools, but also our platform will allow for third-party developers and, you know, uh, applications for all these tokens, right? We're going to tokenize here, bring your real estate, deposit it with our investment bank, and now you have the tokens and then, you know, imagine all the additional apps like you have now banking apps and financial apps. We're going to have that around digital securities. We have a focus on real estate, but there, there are going to be other companies obviously focused on, on other markets.
0: Absolutely. And, and this, is, this is going to open up a whole new world of uh, liquidity as well as, you know, ownership uh, and that pride of ownership. Uh, that comes right now. People can appreciate that with you know buying a share of Apple or Microsoft. Now they'll be able to buy a share of you know a, a, a five-star hotel or an office complex or something to that effect. Exactly,
1: or or our apartment where they live. You
0: know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing this. This is this has been really really good. I I really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your story with us. Um, let's, uh, continue the conversation for any investors that are out there. They can certainly reach out to us or, uh, go on the startup share platform and connect with you directly. Um, yeah. And, uh, let's make sure we get you the resources you need to keep going.
1: Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.